If you're able, please rise for the call to worship. Out of the fullness of the lives God has given us, we have come to worship and to praise. We love because God has first loved us, freeing us from the power of sin and death.
seated. Good morning. It's good to see you all here today and to come together on this uh, beautiful Lord's Day to worship the one true and living God, to um, come with hearts that are eager to express our praise and adoration for the one that we serve. Pray today that um, as we spend our time in, in worship that it will be uplifting to you. We do welcome everyone that is here, both the guests and members alike, and some of you have come from afar, uh, at least from a few other states away, so we're glad that you're here today. For those who have, are our first-time guests, Southside Baptist Church is a church in the heart of Five Point South, building an inclusive community of grace, first in this community and then beyond, and hopefully you experienced that as you came in, that you were welcomed warmly and that people made you feel as though this was your home as well. Today is uh, a special day as we have the um, two things. One, we have the blessing of the backpacks. We also have uh, Dr. Roxburgh, our preaching and teaching pastor, back from Scotland after five, uh, five, what about five weeks, four Sundays, four, well, it's five Sundays, five Sundays, yeah. So uh, it just seemed like a dozen. But anyway, we're glad you're back uh, and uh, worshiping with us today. Uh, we would like to have those who are able or are in, inclined to sign the registration uh, booklet. You'll find that at the end of each pew. And if you'd write your name, both guest and member alike, we'll keep up with that and have a record of your attendance with us. For just a moment, if you would look around you, stand up and, and make your way to those and pass the peace of Christ to those that are close by as we uh, welcome all in the name of Christ to worship today. Southside also is a church that live streams each week, so we welcome all those who are live streaming as well. Welcome you to worship. We hope your spirits are uplifted too. As you find your way back to your places, and it's always good to hear the uh, expression of, of uh, joy as different ones pass the peace of Christ uh, and welcome folks in our time of worship. Let's bow together, please. Well, Lord, we gather in your presence today expecting to experience you in a profound way as you tell us that you're always 
where we are gathered in your name. May your presence be evident. May you join with us in our time of worship so that it is not only an act on our part of our devotion and love for you, but also that it's received as the true worship that, that it is, coming from the very depth of our being to the one who has created all and sustains all day by day. In your name I pray. First scripture reading today is found in the prophet Isaiah, the fifth chapter, I'm sorry, the sixth chapter, the first five verses. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorpost and threshold shook, and the temples were filled, was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. In my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Here ends our first reading.
Our second reading is from the New Testament, the final book, the book of Revelation, and chapter 4, and reading verses 8 through to the end of the chapter. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and inside. Day and night, without ceasing, they sing, holy, 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 the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to the one who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before the one who is seated on the throne and worship the one who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, singing, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. This is the word of the Lord. My fault, not Chris's. <laughs> today is a special day. As I told many of you, I said to you last week that today was going to be a special day. And it is for some of you are starting back to school this week, I think. No, not yet, but it's very close. It's very close. Almost three weeks for you, probably three weeks for you. No? Week and a half for you. About, you don't know. Oh, about four years for Willow and Jay, but they have their own need. They have their own bag, so we're going to give them a backpack bag or a, or a bag that they diaper bag, whatever it is that you carry, and we'll have they'll have that with them too. But not only that, we have some um, some other things for you too. But we wanted you to know this: that going to school can be a sometimes be scary, especially going to a new school, can it? And it's to know that. We always have, our, we have people praying for us, but always there are also people there that are looking out for us, but all, especially God is watching over us. And so we have a, a prayer here uh, on the back of this little card, and I wanted to read it to everyone. And then um, after I give it to you, we'll try to pray that together too. But it says, Dear God, come with me to school. Be with me in my lessons and in my play. Help me to be friendly and thoughtful obedient to my teachers, careful in my studies, and like Jesus in my words and deeds. Amen. And on the front of it, it has my church loves me, and of course we do. You all know that we love you, and we're concerned for you, and we want to see you do well, because we, all, we know you're all so bright, and you're looking forward to this new year. In addition to this, though, uh, Mr. Stewart and the, the um, young adult class, they put together some bags of things for you to have to go in your backpacks and some supplies too. And so they're going to help us with that in just a moment when we give these out. 
But I want to ask you one thing. You know, when you go to school, what is it about it that you, that you would like for all of us to pray for you for? What is it about school that one thing that you would like for us to pray for you for? Getting good grades. Getting good grades. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Anything else? Pray for you during the hard test. Well, you don't have one the first day, though. Well, I have to do a report on my summer reading books. Your summer reading books, okay. You have to finish those first, Melissa. <laughs> Any others? Timothy? So you don't break any bones. And you have had a history of that, haven't you? Okay. You too. And Will and Jay, they want to tell us something. I don't understand them, but. We, we believe that they're, we'll pray for them too as they're, they're learning. So I want you to know this, when you go to school, that you've got a lot of folks asking people about you. We're all praying for you. We wanna hear reports of what you're doing because we're interested in what, what all you do in your lives every day so that we can also know how we can pray for you, how we can um, help you along the way too. Of course, you may be able to help us as much as we can help you in some ways, too. So we want to offer a prayer, but before we do that, let's go ahead and, and if we could find hope, would you all come and help, and let's bring those up here. And if you have your backpack with you, I'm going to give you this, and you can put it on there in whatever way, but you just loop it through it, and we'll put it here. Okay. And someone, Abby. Would you take one of these and give it to Dr. Roxborough? He, the dog ate his, his uh, backpack or something like that. So he doesn't have his with him today. But he wanted to do one in, ab in absentia, so. I think most of you didn't bring your backpack. Well, here you go, Abby. Okay. Well, you can put it at home on your mirror or something, okay? You can put it on yours. You got one? Did you get one? Okay. Christina, did you get one? Everybody's included. All right. So let's, if you have your back, if you have this thing, let's read this prayer together, okay, as we offer Dear God, come with me to school. Be with me in my lessons and in my play. Help me to be friendly and thoughtful, obedient to my teachers, careful in my studies, and like, and like Jesus in my words and deeds. Amen. So we will be thinking of you and praying for you as you go and start school, okay?
I still have the tag from last year on my backpack. And it was on my backpack as I walked through Edinburgh Airport and Heathrow Terminal 5 and Atlanta Airport and as I whizzed through global entry to come back into the country. So it, it's been all around Great Britain. So uh, take your backpacks with you wherever you go, not just school. Shall we bow in prayer? Will you join me as we pray this morning? God of grace, we thank you that we can approach you with confidence. You relate to us as individuals, as the God who is our parent, our protector, and our friend. In a world where often we're known by our number, you come to us and call us by our names. We are your children. We are loved by you. You call us into relationship with each other. Help us to establish genuine relationships, to find in the places where we live day by day, in our homes and cafeterias, classrooms and churches, the presence of others in whom we recognize the presence of your spirit. Open up our hearts to other people. As we open ourselves to you and you open your love to us, help us to share your love with others. We pray this morning for people whose names and situations sometimes are only ever known to us in general terms, as stories on the news, as people grouped for convenience, but whose individual lives, hopes, and needs are held in your everlasting care. We pray too for all who are in need this morning. In sorrow, in lament, we pray for those who have been victims of mass shootings in El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio. Lord, have mercy. We pray too for groups whom we sometimes classify as the lonely, the weary, the sick, the grieving. And we, yet we remember that they are just like us, and each one is loved by you. Draw close in loving grace to those who feel little sense themselves of being loved, supported or accompanied in life. People today who are at their wit's end, tired, almost defeated. Those who struggle with ill health of all types. And those who bear the pain of having loved by enduring grief. We pray this morning for all who are beginning a new stage of their journey at school or at college in the next few weeks. To those who are anxious, to those who are worried, to those who are joyful, we pray your presence would be with them. Hear all our prayers, those we have uttered and those who have, which have been uttered in the quietness of our hearts. We pray for those whom we love in particular, that they may be strengthened and upheld by your grace. And so we offer all our prayers in the name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus, who taught us to pray with confidence and to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Christianity was born out of singing. Following the institution of the first Lord's Supper on the night when our Lord was betrayed, we read that they sang a hymn and then went to the Garden of Gethsemane. In Ephesians 5 and Colossians 3, Paul urges the church to be filled with the Spirit. And he indicates that one of the manifestations of being filled with the Spirit is that you will sing hymns and psalms and spiritual songs, which seems like a, an absurd enterprise. And yet, because it's so wonderfully countercultural in a society that is often ungrateful and joyless. And so we sing. We sing hymns Sunday by Sunday by Sunday. We sing because one of the great sections of Scripture, the book of the Psalter, is a book of songs that were sung originally in the context of temple worship and then later in synagogues. We sing to engage in exuberant praise. We sing also to come before God in repentance. We sing also to cry out to God and lament. We sing because it makes a difference. In worship, we often forget about ourselves. As, John, as Charles Wesley used to put it, we are lost in wonder, love, and praise. People sometimes raise their hands, move their feet, swing their hips with a cadence of the music. Nothing wrong with that. Indeed, it might do us a world of good if some things happen like that with ourselves. We also sing to make sense of the chaos of our world, the trials of a distressed family, uh, failed marriage, an unwanted pregnancy, an unwelcome diagnosis, the chaos of a society of violence, a world of hate, of racism, guns and terrorism, a deeply felt sense of disorder like we have found in the last four, 24 hours that makes us weary and edgy and doubtful about life. We sing to view the world from God's perspective, from the perspective of those in heaven who cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We sing because we need to breathe. We inhale the goodness of God and we exhale our gratitude to God as we sing. We can't hoard the grace of God. We can't store it up, possess it for ourselves. It is given that when you might return it to God with thankfulness and we might share it with others who are in need. Singing reminds us that there is more to the rat race of life. We sing because we believe in God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the God of creation and of redemption. So during these Sunday mornings in August, I want to focus upon four of the great hymns of the church, beginning this morning with Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, Next Sunday, God of grace and God of glory. Then moving on to, oh, for a closer walk with God. And finally, a hymn of the Baptist hymn writer John Fawcett, Blessed be the tie that binds. To discover something of who God is and what his purposes for our lives actually involve. So our first is a classic. It's the very first hymn in our hymn book. It's a, God, it's a hymn that focuses our attention on God. A holy God, holy, 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 often related in the hymn books of the church to the doctrine of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The hymn emerged out of the early 19th century. 
written by the Anglican, the Episcopal poet and Bishop Reginald Hebert, based upon the two scriptures that we read this morning from Isaiah 6 and from Revelation chapter 4, a hymn that is focused on God, God who is a God of Trinitarian being. It was designed to be sung on Trinity Sunday. Indeed, the, the, the name of the hymn tune is Nicaea, which for those of you who have done any theological study will know is the name of the place in the fourth century where the doctrine of the Trinity emerged in the early church. It's a, it's a hymn that has no cheap sentimental or emotional ideas. It's a, it's a solid hymn. It's a hymn that focuses our attention not so much upon ourselves, although it does speak about our need, but focuses our attention on God, merciful and mighty. I like the way in which he puts merciful before might rather than the other way around, but more of that to come. Reginald Heber was born in Cheshire in England in 1783 with a love of poetry. Indeed, by the time he was 20, he had received a, a prestigious prize for a poem that he had written. Four years later, he was writing numerous hymns in his first pastoral charge where he stayed for 15 years. And it's likely that this hymn was written during that period of time. He had a great hope that the Anglican church at that time would start singing hymns. They were only using the Psalter in their praise. They were behind the Methodists and the Baptists. Not always the case, but they were in that situation. It's a hymn that focuses on the majesty of God and the mercy of God, the God who is holy, 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 separate from us. The word holy means separate. Uh, we sometimes speak about people who are a, a cut above the rest. Well, well, here is God who is infinitely holy, who is an etern eternally a cut above the rest. He's different from us. We often use words to describe God, human words, but our human words can never fully describe who this God is. But all we have are human images and human words, and so we use them. Holy, holy, holy. In Revelation chapter 4 and Isaiah chapter 6, we sometimes imagine that this is a reference to the Trinity. It probably isn't. It's probably a rhetorical way of speaking about God who is infinitely different from us. He's holy, holy, holy. He's a God who is majestic, a God who is supreme, a God who is above, a God whom we cannot fully understand, and yet a God who reaches out to us in his love and his mercy. Holy, 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 says the book of Revelation, the Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. You are worthy, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. That's written at the end of the first century. It's written in the context of imperial oppression by Rome against the church. It's good to remember that in the world of chaos that we live in, when everything seems to be out of sorts and nothing seems to be going in the right direction, we often turn our eyes upward to God in whom we place our confidence. In Isaiah chapter 6, the theme of the holiness of God as holy, holy, holy is set in the context of the temple worship. King Uzziah had died. The people of Israel were in trouble. What does the future hold? 
And Isaiah goes to the temple. And in the temple, he has this fresh vision of God. That's what worship does to us, doesn't it? It gives us a fresh understanding of who God is and how that worship of God fits in with the difficulties that we face in life. The God who is merciful and mighty. The God who is merciful. Now, Heber recognizes that that mercy comes to those who don't deserve it. Holy, 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 though the darkness hide thee, though the eye of sinful man thy glory may not see. And there are times when we feel like that, don't we? There are times when we are more aware of our sinfulness than are other times. We come to, to God and worship to sing because we're aware of our sinfulness. And so we pray the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses. I was in Scotland over the last five weeks, and we tend to say in Scotland, forgive us our debts. Maybe we've got more debts and trespasses in Scotland, I'm not quite sure. But we confess our sins to God. We ask for his help. Original sin is having our own way. Walter Brueggemann, one of my favorite writers in the Hebrew Bible, says original sin means that we are all screwed up. I like that. It's down to earth. It speaks out truth. But in that context of being all screwed up, Heber says God is merciful and mighty. Often we focus on the might and the power and the majesty of God, but, but Heber puts the mercy of God before that. Because we need to know that in the midst of all, the, all who God is, in terms of his power and splendor and glory, he's merciful, he's loving, he's kind and compassionate. Isaiah needs to hear that, as we need to hear it. He comes before God in Isaiah 6. If you follow the reading closely, Isaiah says, I'm a man of unclean lips and I live in the midst of a people of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the Lord, the God of glory. And yet this God comes to Isaiah and he touches that part of his life, his lips, with the live coal from the altar. It's a very symbolic way of God saying that in the temple where sacrifices were made for sin, from that temple of sacrifice, God shows mercy and forgives. God invests in forgiveness. Forgiveness is at the heart of who God is. Isaiah knows that the covenant faithfulness, the covenant faithfulness of God that is long-lasting and far-reaching. God's action of grace and mercy is an exhibition of God's capacity to override intractable circumstances in our lives with the mess that we have made. Martin Buber calls it abiding astonishment, an event that becomes a defining memory which sustains our faith and gives us hope for the future, merciful and mighty. What a rich tapestry seeking to describe the complexity of God's being, the God of might who will not be mocked, and yet a God of mercy who opens his love towards us and receives us just as we are. God's a covenant-making and a covenant-keeping God. We're going to, in a few moments, come to the table of the Lord, which speaks to us of covenant-making and covenant-keeping. This is my body broken for you. This is the blood of the new covenant shed for many for the remission of sins. And so as a people of faith, we sing. As a people of faith, 
we give praise to God. As a people of faith, we pour out our prayers to God. As a people of faith, in the midst of doubt, we seek to know hope in the context of uncertainty. And the God who is holy, holy, holy is the God who can make a difference today and tomorrow and the days of this coming week. And so we worship this God. We sing, holy, 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 all the saints adore thee, casting down their golden crowns around the glassy sea, cherubim and seraphim falling down before thee. This is our God, merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. And this is the God who calls us to love him, the God who invites us to trust him, the God who says to us this morning, come to my feast and receive my grace and mercy once again. Will you pray with me? God of grace, we thank you that you are both merciful and mighty. Your mercy gives us hope. Your might gives us confidence. As we come to worship you around this, your table, we pray that you would feed us spiritually with the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hear our prayers and forgive our many sins for the sake of Jesus, our Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen. We invite you to come to this table. This is not the table of Southside Baptist. It's the Lord's table. So invite all to come and receive bread and wine if you love the Lord. Come to this table not because you must, but because you may. Come to this table because we're all in need of the mercy and the grace of God. Come to this table because we love the Lord a little and want to love him more. Dr. Kelly and myself will be at the front, and our tradition at Southside is for the choir to be served first, and then for others to come and receive a waiver, dip it in the chalice, and then return to your seat. If your church tradition doesn't allow you to take communion in other fellowships, I invite you still to come and cross, and that would indicate that we give you a prayer of blessing rather than the bread and the wine, but all are invited to come and share this feast.
Please bow your head and pray with me. Eternal God, Holy One, we came today to worship you, to praise you, for you are merciful and mighty. We thank you for all the blessings that you have given each one of us here. And as we go out today, may we spread our blessings to others, not just here, but in our community and our world. May we use our time and our talents to your glory and what we offer today, may it also be used to better your kingdom on this earth. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Loving Lord, we present these tithes and offerings, asking, Lord, that you would bless those who have been obedient to your commands and given as you have led. 
And may we all use these collectively here, that your word might go forth, that others might know that you are indeed holy and above all. In your name I pray, amen. Be seated for just a moment, please. First, let me welcome all of those who are guests with us. We do want you to know that uh, we are glad that you're here. Hope that you have uh, experienced a time of uh, worship in which your spirit was uplifted. We also want to uh, ask if you'd linger long enough. We have a reception there in the narthex, and we'd like to get to know you better. But that's not just for those who are guests. We also want all of our members to go there and to catch up on things that are going on in your lives and uh, spend a little time together just sort of uh, fellowshipping there. A couple of things other than that, I wanted to mention that uh, this week we do have a business conference on Wednesday. It's the first time we'll be back for Wednesday meal and and gathering together midweek, and this is the first time, so we're having our business meeting to get that out of the way, and we'll begin on a series on spiritual disciplines that begin the following Wednesday. But uh, come and be a part of that. You'll hear some things that are going on and also some uh, opportunities we have in the future for uh, partnerships and ministry here in the Southside area. So come and be a part of that. And then, of course, the men's Bible study and luncheon. And then in two weeks, we had to move this. I want to make you aware of this. The uh, Jazz Vespers, which was scheduled for August 11th, has now been moved to August 18th. So just file that away so you'll be mindful of it. Also, let me, let me remind you of this. If you don't get our newsletter, if you don't know what's going on and uh, you don't get that weekly, go to our webpage and you can ask for it to be mailed to you. We can't put you on there because the, the, the uh, server will not, the, the service we use will not allow us just to add people. So we have to get your request. If you go to our webpage and look under uh, sign up for weekly newsletter, you'll see it there and it's, south, it's on the back of the bulletin at Southside um, Baptist, southsidebirmingham.org, I'm sorry, southsidebirmingham.org and you'll be able to sign up for that. Two, two uh, announcements that I wanted to make. One, neither of these are, are the kind you want to make. Uh, one, I want you to be in prayer for Foster Kenny. We mentioned him last week having surgery on Saturday night. He is at Lakeshore, but it's having a real tough time. So be praying for him and his recovery and, and just his, um, that, that uh, he will uh, progress as they hope he will. And then also we received word, or I did late last night, that Miss Shirley Henderson passed away. She had been on hospice for about a month or so, maybe a little longer, and she passed away. So um, be mindful of that too and pray for uh, her family. So as we go, Dr. Roxborough, who is back after a a time away with his family, is going to come and and pronounce our benediction for us. As we go, receive the blessing of God, the blessing of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the God of might, the God of mercy, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen.